let's pass the CISSP. So if you're listening to my voice, you want to pass the CISSP, and hopefully this episode helps you do just that. If you never heard of my voice, you never tapped into this podcast before, I'm Rob, and my job is to help each and every one of you guys get certified. So if you don't have any background in security, if you are new to tech, if you don't have any certifications, if you don't have a degree, if you haven't worked in a managerial role or really been a techie or really, really been in the trenches for a couple of years, I would say that you do not need to take this certification just yet because I wasn't even going to make this episode, but I've been doing a lot of coaching on CSSSP um, recently, and I've been getting a lot of requests over the years to do some type of training, to do some type of course on this certification. Now, the course is in the works until uh, that's completed. I'll just be uh, coaching people uh, one-on-one. If uh, you're looking for coaching, you can get it in the comments. But like I said, this is a very hard exam, right? And if you don't have some type of practical knowledge, or hold on, not some, if you don't have a lot of practical knowledge, you're going to fail this fucking exam, okay? So I don't want you to get overwhelmed. I don't want you to um, be sold a dream, right? Um, a lot of people, like I said, they hear this and they see the money attached to it and it sounds cool, but this is one of those exams that you really, 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 really need the experience piece, right? Not to only pass the certification, but also to be able to fulfill the roles that you can get with this certification. I think that's what a lot of people don't really think about. They just think about passing the certification. What about all of the things that are going to be required in the job? Can you do that stuff? Have you done this stuff? Do you have any mentors? Do you have anybody else in the space? So uh, I'm going to go through um, some of the tips that I give my coaching clients. I'm going to give it to you guys because I want everybody to win. Like I said, if you want more, um, I don't want to say intimate. That damn trying to write work because if we talk, it's shit. It's not going to be intimate. But if you want a more in depth, that's a better way to put it. More in depth, one on one type thing uh, to help you pass this thing. Um, we can definitely hop on a call. But like I said, don't talk to me. Don't take certification. If you go through this and some of the stuff that I say, hey, you need this, you need that. If you're nowhere near that, right? But Everybody I know that is successful uh, passing this, uh, they've been in tech for many years. And another thing is I'll prepare for failure. Um, a lot of people that take this exam um, don't pass on the first try, right? But I'll tell you this, uh, the knowledge gained from studying for this and the knowledge gained from getting, the, getting all the jobs, like I said, that are afforded to you once you get certified, it's definitely well worth it. So the CISSP, Certified Information System Security Professional. If you didn't know what it stand, stood for, shame on you. Why the hell are you even listening to this? The certification is like highly regarded, top of the top almost. 
in the field of cybersecurity, right? So for like the zero to IT hero, right? A lot of those um, students are eager and hungry. And once they get security plus, they say, man, so what should I go for next? Not a lot of my students, that's a lie. But a few of them say, well, should I get CSSP? Like, hell no. Get a job, right? Let's work this job and let's actually get the skills and get this piece of paper. Because like I said, just understand this comes with a lot of weight. If you have the certification, um, when you go to job interviews, people are going to be expecting a certain level of expertise. So uh, just make sure you got that. The exam itself is going to be challenging, right? It's going to be a challenging task to pass. And I keep on harping on that just because so you guys know that this is not um, something easy. This shit is super hard. So a lot of candidates, you know, follow conventional methods, right? So in this one, I'm going to try and give you some unconventional shit that you may uh, have not heard. And, you know, like I said, hopefully it helps you to pass the exam. So let's um, boost your chances, right? So here's a conventional one. The first one, just, you know, what's understood don't have to be said, but I don't know if you guys understand. So understand the exam format and the domains and objectives on the exam, right? If you're studying for CSSP, now if I take, say too many S's or fucking uh, not enough S's, you know what I'm talking about, right? But if you're studying for this exam and you don't know the objectives, don't know how long you got to take it, don't know how long, um, how many questions to expect, so on and so forth, you're messing up, right? You don't even have the basics. So believe it or not, the exam can take up to six hours. You heard that right. Six hours. So you're like, fuck, it must be a lot of questions. Nope. Only 250 questions, right? Now, you say, okay, yeah, that's cool. But there's no way people are taking six hours. Now, most people don't take six hours. Um, most of the people that I talk to um, that pass successfully uh, take about four and a half, close to five. Now, some take the entire six. So you probably ask yourself, how the hell does it take that long? for only 250 questions because the questions have just a great variety and it varies in complexity. You might get some multiple choice shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Then the next thing, you know, it may be one question to take you five minutes and maybe another question that takes you 15 to 20 minutes because you got to create an entire framework. You got to go through an entire scenario, right? So you have to kind of prepare for that, right? And just think about it. Doing anything other than sleeping is shit. That's a lot. Six hours, right? Taking a six-hour exam. Um, for a lot of you guys, it's probably going to be the longest time you ever um, had to take um, an exam. Now, you can get breaks on and so forth, but a lot of people try not to take breaks because, you know, every minute that they have is fucking crucial. Because believe it or not, six hours sound like a long time until, you, until a damn uh, timer starts. And, you know, they're hitting you with questions that you're like, holy shit, I need fucking two weeks to answer this question. I had six hours, right? So just know that six hours, 250 questions or up to 250 questions. You might not even get an entire 250. Uh, one of the reasons um, that you may not get 250 is because you're doing so great. Another reason might be because you passed the threshold to... No matter how many more questions that you get correct, you're still going to fail the exam and they'll go ahead and, and stop you so you don't waste your time. 
So like I said, just make sure that you study the objectives and have a really, really good, solid understanding of um, the, it's about, yes, eight domains, eight domains that are um, included on the actual exam. One of the biggest ones um, that I see that people kind of mess up on and don't really pay as close attention to as they should is interdependencies and relationships. So just make sure that you pay attention to that. Now, one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't expect, especially if you're coming from um, another vendor as far as taking certifications, is how in-depth the fucking questions are, right? And it's... You know, other exams say real world scenarios, but these are like really <laughs> real world. These are like really like some shit that you'll really see out in the field. Right. And they're expecting for you to you know, handle situations the right way. So it's not just going to be memorizing facts and concepts. You got to really this is one of those exams where it's like, you know, some exam you take is like, OK, this is the book answer. This is what we do in real life. This shit is a little bit of both, right? But mostly the real world part, right? Like, okay, damn, what would somebody do? What would an actual manager do? What would an actual um, person do in this situation, right? So you got to have a really good understanding of how cybersecurity principles and best practices are applied in different contexts and different scenarios and different situations, right? So... You got to think real critical and you got to analyze damn near everything. Right. And also take every piece, every part of the scenarios that you're presented with and put it in context with, OK, what are the best practices? Would I apply this here? Would I apply this there? Would I not do this? So on and so forth. Right. Because one scenario, the best practices may be completely different than another scenario. It's not a one size fits all type thing. Right. So one of the things that you can do to, you know, help with this real world shit is one, uh, connect with uh, other people who have the CISSP already and people who are working, what the fuck was that? <laughs> who are working in roles, right, that um, are going to kind of give you a glimpse of because sometimes you might not even, you may have not worked in the capacity that um, somebody who has a certification is going to be working in. So you may want to get close to those people to see, like, what does do these scenarios even look like? What what would be a, which a situation or an issue that would come up where I'll have to go, you know, this deep? So um, I will not only collaborate with people who have the exam or the certification and are working in uh, the roles that you would like to work in, but also other people who are taking the exam, right? So you guys can kind of get together to stay up to date with what you need to stay up to date with. And another thing is, you know, with cybersecurity evolving and things coming out so quickly, you got to stay up to date with the latest trends and technologies, right? So this exam isn't stagnant, right? It's dynamic. So it updates, shit get taken away, stuff get put in, so on and so forth, right? So I would join study groups, online forums, discussion boards, and like I said, get some type of mentor that can help you uh, through this. I would share ideas, ask questions, and like I said, just learn from other people's um, 
experiences. And then when you collaborate with people and talk to people and have other perspectives, it can give you a lot more insight and perspective that you may not have found, you know, with your traditional study materials or just if you're trying to go at this by yourself. Now, this is going to be one that's a little woo-woo, right? Like I said, this is, we're going over unconventional shit, right? We're going over things that you may have not heard, right? Things that, we, <laughs> that you may not have thought about. I want you guys to practice visualization. Yeah, I know. But trust me, practicing visualization will help you a lot. Um, just like just watching this podcast, right? Or listen to this podcast. You have to visualize what I'm saying, right? It's going to help with that analytical thinking. It's going to help with that critical thinking. It's going to get those wheels turning, right? Instead of you seeing something, you have to visualize it in your mind. So understand, six fucking hours, man, right? You need to visualize what you're going to do, what your mindset is going to be, how you're going to feel, how you're going to react, right? Taking this exam can be tough, man. It can be tiring. It can be frustrating. It can be upsetting. So you have to visualize yourself being in a calm state relax managing stress really well because this shit is stressful imagine being in some stressful shit for six hours straight so the visualization is going to help you improve your focus because it's going to be like you already been there before you know because believe it or not but your subconscious a lot of times can't tell the difference between reality and your imagination. So if you think about, okay, when I go in the exam room, I'm going to get, I'm going to pass, I'm going to do all this other shit. Now, now understand, you still got to study and all this other shit. This visual, visualization stuff isn't just going to make you magically pass. You got to actually put in the work, but it's going to give you that edge. At least that's what it, you know, helps me and helps um, the people that trust what the hell I say. So, Visualization is going to help you stay calm and composed during the exam, which is super fucking important. Because remember, the entire time you're going to be problem solving and thinking and your brain is going to be hurting and you'll be tired. But if you keep a calm, cool, collected persona or um, just baseline, right, you'll be good. Now, let's go back to some conventional stuff because I kind of want to bounce back and forth. Make sure that you're taking some practice exams, right? So a practice exam is a great way to just assess where you are when it comes to the exam. You can make these exams yourself. You can purchase these exams from different websites, so on and so forth. You just need to make sure that you have a base. Like, okay, when this comes up, I feel okay. When this comes up, I don't feel too good. But don't use that solely as okay i got 100 on the practice exam i should get 100 on the exam the practice exams are just for you to know that you have a solid foundation and understanding of what you need to know right because basically damn near all other practices shit that you're doing right as far as the questions none of those actual questions are going to be on the exam right so that's why a lot of times people who try to memorize the answers, try to memorize, when they get in the actual exam, they're fucked. Like you got to actually, this is a brand new scenario. What do you think? What would you do? Right. And 
those practice exams are used just for that. Okay, how do I feel? You know, how's my comfortability when it comes to um, these different domains and these different um, topics, right? So one thing I would do though is your practice exams need to be very, if you're making it yourself or if you're buying it from somewhere else, they need to be very, 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 one more time, very challenging. I'm talking about they need to be hard as fuck, okay? Because I cannot uh, profess, I cannot uh, explain anymore how hard this fucking exam is, man, right? I want you to have a, that, that's the, if you don't walk away with anything, I want you to walk away with, with that. And while we're here, um, believe it or not, there are places and people that'll take this exam for you. And you say, well, damn, Rob, we ain't said that from the beginning. I don't want to feel like studying and fucking taking an exam for six hours. Yeah. They'll take the exam for you. You'll pass. You get your certificate and everything. Then guess what happens? You're going to start getting a bunch of calls and a bunch of job interviews. And guess what's going to happen in the interviews? You're going to fuck up because you have no idea what they're talking about. They're not just talking about what is a firewall, what is antivirus. They're talking some high-level shit, right? So that's why I was saying even if you study for it, even if you pass this exam, you're still going to have to have um, a lot of background, right? So another thing. For this exam, you have to think like a manager, right? You have to almost think like you're already doing the job. You're already there, right? You got to have that mind frame. And however long your study cycle is, if it's 30 days, 90 days, a year, however long you're going to be studying for, I would kind of have that mindset throughout your entire life. Act as if you're the manager. Now, don't be telling people what the fuck to do and that type of stuff, but Act as if you're the manager, right? Act as if, you know, silently within yourself. Okay, if Bob did X, Y, Z, this is what I would do. Oh, we having this issue. This is what I would do, right? At your home, manage your, your, your family, manage your fitness, manage your, just become a manager, okay? So the CISSP isn't just a technical exam, right? You got to have, a very good understanding of management when it comes to cybersecurity. So think about the implications of the decisions that you make, right? So how's it going to affect business operations? What about risk management? Am I in compliance, right? You have to understand all that stuff when it comes to cybersecurity and especially when it comes to this exams another thing that i think a lot of people don't know or don't think about is as a manager what's something else that you need to be worrying about other than the bottom line the people you gotta worry about the people that you're managing right you're a manager not of devices but of people right of actual people so you have to Think about professionalism and ethics, your personal ethics, the company ethics, so on and so forth, right? What's a no-go? What's okay? Should I be telling these uh, weird-ass jokes or should I keep them to myself, right? Should I be 
hanging out with these people and not hanging out with these other people, right? You got to really put all that stuff in perspective because there's going to be a bunch of scenarios that cover uh, ethics and professionalism on the exam as well. So I would, uh, let me see. What I would do is familiarize myself or yourself with the uh, ISC, uh, yet ISC code of ethics and understand how it applies in the real world, right? You want to have a strong sense of personal responsibility. Whatever fuck ups happen, it is your fault, okay? How could we have prevented it? How can we overcome it? And like I said, whatever happens, what are the implications, right? You are the manager. You're the boss of all bosses. Everything stops at you. you got to have integrity. And you got to have um, accountability. Always consider the, the ethical implications of different uh, cybersecurity solutions and always try to take the best course of action that aligns with the company's code of ethics, right? So if you're taking this exam anytime soon, right? You found this podcast too late. Hopefully, you know, this helps you. Hopefully you can really get to what you need to get to. As always, make sure that you watch our last video. It's going to help you pass the certification as well as get into IT. Other than that, I'll see you in class.